So we want to do now is we want to get into the word of God. Let's go to the book of Titus, uh, chapter 2, verse 11. From the book of Titus, chapter 2, verse 11. We are continuing teaching in this house on the revelation of Jesus Christ. God is still revealing his son. Everything I'm teaching on this series, God is revealing who he is. All right. Now, Titus chapter 2, verse 11. So when you hear the word, you may say, that's it, but you don't have it all. You just have a layer, just like an onion. You can have onion on your hamburger, but you don't have the whole onion. Ain't that right? When they put onion on your hamburger, they didn't put the whole onion on your hamburger. All right, you catch on a minute. But you do have a potion. So that's how it is with the word. You, you got a potion. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath, past tense, hath appeared to all men. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we shall live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Looking for and that blessed hope and the gracious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good work. These things speak, Titus, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. So we are talking about the grace of God. Uh, we talked about that this morning, but we want to show you, we say the grace of God, we are not just talking about one thing when we say the grace of God. The grace of God is more than just one thing. Say that with me. Say the grace of God is more than just one thing. All right. That's what you got to mean when you say the grace of God. All right. Now, uh, I know we're still doing a little protocol there. That, thank you. They have to always. All right. Now, let's, let's look at something. Because this morning, I'm going to pick up where I left off this morning. Because I said something to you this morning. And uh, I gave you a scripture in Psalm 145. I want to make sure you understand the grace of God. This morning I showed you Christ is the grace of God. Now, I could go on and on and on with Christ is the grace of God, but I want to take you to the, another part now, showing you the hand of the Lord is also the grace of God. Say that with me. The hand of the Lord is also the grace of God. Right. I'm going to give you probably about five things showing you the grace of God. I gave you Christ as the grace of God, but now I want to show you that the hand of the Lord is the grace of God. All right. Now, let's go back to Psalms. I think I said 145. And I uh, want. Yeah, 145. OK, let's go back there. Uh, thank you for that. Psalm 145, we're going to look at verse 16. Because I want you to understand the hand of the Lord. That's number two. I'm giving you like about five. Number two shows you thou, in verse 16, waiting on the screen. Thou openest thine hand 
and satisfies the desire of every living thing. So what does it mean to say God opened us his hand? See? So you have to understand that same word hand there is the grace of God. It's the spirit of God. I'm going to show you. It's the word of God. It's the finger of God. See, all those are the same thing. So when God put his hands on you, you have to know what that means. He graced you. So when you can feel the presence of God in your life, that means God graces on you. All right, now let's show you that, that Paul talked about that this morning. Let's go to Psalm 1, I mean not Psalm, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We always read this one. This is a, a, a good one to get to. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he explains this. So when things happen in your life, you have to know who's doing the work. You have to understand that. All right. So in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we want to go and look at verse number 9. When Paul says, I am the least, 1 Corinthians 15, 9, I am the least of the apostles, that I am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But he's going to tell you how, who operates in his life. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 and verse number 10. But by the grace of God. Say that with me. But by the grace of God. Yeah, but by the grace of God, he says, I am what I am. Somebody said, but by the grace of God. Yeah, but by the grace of God, I am what, what I am. Now, what was he? He was an apostle, right? Right. By the grace of God, he was an apostle. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And then it says, and his grace was bestowed upon me. So I know what the grace of God is. God's favor on your life. So if you, if you understand that, say amen. amen. See, nobody else may be able to say that for you. You have to know when, when somebody tell you God graces on your life. Now, I'm going to show you what it means to say God graces on your life. See, we can see a lot of things going on in our life, but we don't know what's going on with us. What we have to understand is it's not us. When God graces on your life, the spirit of blessings is on your life. Let me say it another way. The spirit of prosperity is on your life. So when God blesses you, he put his spirit on you. Now, that's the spirit of blessings. So if you ever Google the word blessing, it will tell you what I'm talking about. If you ever want to know how you're blessed, then you have to understand. But see, you always got to understand you're blessed to be a blessing. So he didn't just bless you to be who you are. And that's one of the greatest things that I see about people when God blesses them. See, everybody in the church is not blessed the same way. Every man has different gifts. Ain't that right? But there are some people, God has put the blessings of prosperity on their life. The blessings of wealth. On their life. And whatever they do, they prosper in that area. See? And so you have to understand is, it's like the members of the body. 
your own physical body. Every member of your body is special. Every member of your body has a function. You have some members of your body has more strength than others. There's some members of your body work more than others. But only one body receives the reward. Ain't that right? So the, the, how many know what part of your body works more than any? The heart. The heart, the heart works seven days a week, 24 hours a day, and we, nobody wanted to stop. As a matter of fact, we do what we can to make sure it works better. But how many know it keeping us? One part of your body is keeping you here every day. So that's why you're supposed to do whatever you can for that one part of your body. You do nothing to hinder it. It's here to keep you here. And that's how it is in the, in the body of Christ. In the body of Christ, there are people who put in the body of Christ to take care of the body of Christ. Just like your heart. It has a function. And when you find out that God is blessing you with a lot of wealth, then you got to understand he made you wealthy, Abraham, so you can be a blessing. And that's why so many people God will put in your life. And you have to understand that. And what it is is he trusts you. My God, I don't think y'all understand. When, when God put wealth in your, in, your, in your life, he trusts you. So you will do what you're supposed to do with what he gave you. It's just like this water that's in this. It has a function to serve me. That's all it is. That's what its function is to serve me. And as long as it serves me, my nurses will keep filling it up. Ain't that right? All right. So we have a function. That's why you, I'm your pastor. My function is to make sure I keep your belly, spirit, your spirit, filled with word. That's my responsibility. My job is to keep so much word in you until God talks to you like he's talking to me. You'll be like the man said on television, I didn't get no sleep at all last night. <laughs> but you wasn't thinking of nobody. You were thinking of the Lord, that word, that word to keep you up. So I want to talk about the grace of God. And I want to show you at this time, he's talking about the hand of God. Now, what scripture I want you to go to? Did I give you anything? I gave you 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 9 and 10. He shows you that the grace of God, and in verse 10 said, but by the grace of God I am what I am, and the grace of God that was bestowed upon me was not in vain. See, it was not in vain. Why? Because I labored more than all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which is with me. So the grace of God on my life is to pastor this church. It's to pastor many people. Because see, now we're now we online, so we are ministering to many, many people. And my son ministered, said something to me, and my also, I call Reginald Hayes, also my son. So my, my son, when I say sons, okay? They tell me, they said, well, uh, Pastor Crump, you don't just minister on, on the DVD podcast and on our website and all that. We are on also where they don't see the word, 
They don't see the service, but they just hear the word. So we are seeing, we are seeing I just turned our podcast on the other morning, and I could not believe it. It had 45 people, and we had on, we had, it had not been on one hour yet. And that's a lot of people to watch your broadcast in one hour. So we are thanking the Lord for the people who are watching the Word. But it won't do no good if they don't get no Word. People tuning in to the to, to door of faith is to get the Word. That, that's the purpose here. Get the Word out. That's what we said years ago. Get the Word out. Amen. So that's why we have some wonderful people. Let's thank them, the people who are behind the scene that we don't hear. And they're behind the scene, but they're they making sure we get the word out. All right, so thank God for you all, okay? Whether you work in the storehouse, the editing room, the tape room, all these different places around here, video, audio. Thank you, thank you so very much. Now, what I want to do today, remember God opened his hand, Psalm 145, verse 16. Say, God, open his hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Now, you want to put down the word Hosanna because remember I told you that when Jesus was going into the town, Jerusalem, on the day, the Sunday before of Easter, remember the Passover was at hand. So this is the week that he was going in on his donkey, right? But they were shouting out Hosanna. Now, we're not going to do no different than we did the first service. So I'm going to ask you if you would, get on your feet for a moment. Yeah, because we're going to take a few minutes and, and, and we're going to cry Hosanna in here. We're not going to let the people who was in Jerusalem beat us praising our God. Because he was not the God of the Jews only. He's the God of the Gentiles. So he's our God. Come on. I want somebody to call out Hosanna. I want some people to say Hosanna. That's right. We're going to cry out to our God. We're going to give him the praise. We're going to give him the glory that's due to his name. Hosanna to the highest. Hosanna to the highest. Hallelujah. My God, my God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. They cried out Hosanna. Hallelujah. They were worshiping their king. They were worshiping their king. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thanks be to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Thank you so very much. We, I just don't want the people then to out, outdo us. They cried out, Hosanna. They, listen, they had people coming down the road. Jesus on a donkey. They had put their clothes, they put leaves down, trees down. They'd break it off limb. They were, they, you know why? Because he had served those people for three and a half years. Now he was about to leave. They remember he raised Lazarus from the dead. Somebody was clapping because he raised Lazarus. And then he saw that they had fed the 5,000. Somebody came in. See, everything he has done. Jesus was about to leave. He was about to die on the cross, and they didn't want him to know. They wanted him to know, you are the greatest king. You are the king of kings. Now, that word Hosanna means something. 
It means to express praise. See, you don't just, to, you, can, you can sit down and just say, I praise you, Lord. But Hosanna means to express praise. And when you express praise, see, that's what our dancer, our praise was up here doing. They was expressing praise. Somebody say amen. And then it means to express joy. See, not just to say, I got it. No, express it. It's an awesome thing to release joy in the house of the Lord. Somebody say amen. It means to release adoration, to express adoration. What adoration means to let God know how much I adore him. Adoration. See, all that word comes out of, and on and on comes out of that word, Hosanna. Now, before I get in my message, because I'm showing you the grace of God, I'm showing you first Christ is the grace of God, and now I'm going to take you, let's go to 1 Peter 4.10. Let me show you something. In 1 Peter 4.10, there are many, the Bible calls them manifold, manifold. 1 Peter 4.10, watch what it said, ask every man, praise God, as every man has received the gift. See, as every man has received the gift. What is he talking about? I told you this morning in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, we're going to go to that just after here. It says, as every man has received the gift, even so minister the same to one another. So what did you receive from the Lord? Why, do, why can people be a praiser? Why can people be in the choir? They, they have a gift to minister. The gift they have is to minister to one another. See, everything you have is not yours. You've been graced. No, you don't get that. See, everything, what you have is not yours. You've been graced with it. Gifts are of the Holy Spirit. Everything you have, God graced you with that so you would, he made you important in the body. Otherwise, there are, there are gifts in the body, there are more need for than others. But all gifts are need to make the body function properly. You can understand that, right? So even the toes on your foot, that little one that you don't get a lot of care for, now, I'm not, gonna I'm not talking about you. I don't know about your toes. But that's the one that battles the whole body. It's that one on that, on that left end. Keep you from going. Well, you can't go that further, no further. That little toe said, I'm over here. You're not going to walk over me. See, it's a big toe that pulls you. You'll catch on. Every one of them is important. So you have to understand that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Every part of your body has a function. And not one is more important than another. Ain't that right? All right. Now, 1 Peter 4.10 says, As every man, as, as, as every man has received the gift, 
so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So when God blessed it you, I'm using E.D., blessed it. I'm putting emphasis on blessed because I believe that's how God made you who you are. See, when God blesses you, he makes you important. You don't have to act important. When you own, when you own Amazon, you don't have to go around acting like, acting like, you, you are. He made you important. See, that's what makes, see, God makes us who we are. See, I got a lot of places how he was made and how we was made. And all the ways he was made was opposite of the way you were made. God Almighty, when I think about it. See, he was made to be sin. That you might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. See, every way that you were made was just the opposite of how he's made. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. He, he became poor so you could become rich. See, every way you see him, he made you the opposite. He exchanged places with you. Now, that's an awesome thing. We're talking about the king of kings now. That's why you have to understand the book of uh, Philemon. That's my sister's verse. And after understand that all that he is, you have to see that in you. You can't think no lesser than that because you exchange places. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. See, if you, if you get this in your spirit, you'll never put yourself down again and nobody else will neither. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. He told you what Christ did. For you know the grace of God. And that's the key word. You know. See, I know. I know. The grace of God. So if anybody said anything to talk to you about less than who you are, the first thing come up in your spirit and say, wait a minute. I know the grace of God. And you, hey, watch what it says. I know the grace of God. Watch what it says. That though he was rich, Yet for your sakes, he became poor. He exchanged places with you. He became poor that through his poverty, you might be rich. He exchanged places with me that through his poverty, pastor, he was poor. Oh, yeah. Let me show it to you. Go to Matthew chapter 8. People don't realize that Jesus Christ came here as a slave. When I say poor, I mean having nothing. So Matthew chapter number 8 and verse 18. When Jesus saw the multitude about him, he gave commandments to depart to the other side. And a certain scribe came and said to him, Master, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus said to him, the foxes have holes 
and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Now, why was he saying this? Why? He, wasn't, he wasn't being untruthful. His house hadn't been built yet. One of these days, you're going to get what I say. Jesus said, foxes have holes. They have houses. Birds of the air have houses. Well, the Son of Man has no house, nowhere to lay his head. To lay his head means to rest for the night. See, when he was born, he had to be born in an animal stable. They put him in the same thing that the animal drank water out of. The very trough, they made it to a place for him to be born. So he had nowhere to live. That's why you saw him at Peter's house. When he was in John chapter 11, he had three people. How many know who they were? You ought to know John 11. Now come on, the three people who lived there. They had a brother, died, died. You know, you know, you know the folk. Come on, come on back to come on back to Lihuahua. Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. See, why you think he was at their house? See, all these people, so see, he lived the life. Wherever he went to, he would he expect somebody to take care of him. Y'all ain't, ain't listening spiritually. Got to listen with your spirit is. Watch this. Whoever he lived, wherever he would live, he expected them to take care of him. See, when God gives you the word, when God gives you the spirit, when God gives you his grace, he expects you to. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 6 and 1. 2 Corinthians 6 and 1. See, you got to understand when God trusts you with something. Or should I say in trust? 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1. We then, as worker together, 2 Corinthians 6 and 1. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1, we then, as worker together with him, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. See, when God gives you the grace of God in your life, don't let it be in vain. You got to understand you are responsible of the grace of God in your life. See, that's what happened with the people that Jesus talked about. He gave to someone, he gave two, he gave five, and he came back, he had the same thing left that he gave him. No, God wants you to make sure you are wealthier than when you first met him. See, that's why I tell people when they come to this ministry and God has blessed them, you just begun to see the blessings of the Lord. You at your beginning. You come here because the word of God in your life will determine how much. See, how much do you want? How much do you want from God? How much word you want from God? And that's what people do not understand. It's the word that makes you wealthy. You got to understand that. 
All of that stuff like that got to take care of you want the word. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to get to somewhere. I'm testing the waters out. Go to Galatians 2.21. Paul says in Galatians 2.21, I do not frustrate. So you got to understand, son, once God get, put, the, put the grace of God in your life, that grace that's in your life is a motivator. He's making you who you are. He's making you into the Abraham. So you got to understand something. You don't limit God. You don't know how far God want to take you. You don't know how wealthy he want to make you. So you can't limit what, you can't limit what God want to do in your life. I, I always call my sister over there. I always mess with her. I call her my, my rich sister. We've been, in, we've been in church together 37 years. Sister Rita there. They're up, up in the basement. See, I'm going I'm to honor them in, in not long from now. I'm on honor. Matter of fact, stand up if you're in the house. If you was at, in this church when we first started, you've been in this church, matter of fact, uh, from Lookout Street. Stand up. You've been in this church from, the, from Lookout. You can't. Just walk listen. These people was here when we were on Lookout. Look, look over the corner over there. Look over here. Now, these people in this church, I just, want, I, just want to, I just want to honor them. I just want to honor them. Can you give them a big hand? Amen. Thank you. Amen. Now, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get together soon. Won't be long. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to make sure I take a picture with all those people. And they're going to be on my plaques on the wall. They have been with us over 30 years now. Amen. More than 30 years. And I, I'm, I'm honored. You know, I'm honored. I know my son-in-law back in the back back there. Uh, Mr. Hayes. I know one of the questions of Mr. Hayes when he first came, he said, who is God? I'm going like, oh, I'm, I'm, I got to get my head on right here. What did you just say? Just, he came right on God. I want to know about God. So, and I thank God. Okay. All right. But those people have been here a long time. I'm honored to be your pastor. Now, my point is this. If they've been here this long and haven't seen no growth, whew, that means they haven't grown either. Ain't that right? All right. So let, let me take you somewhere. Let's go to the book of Galatians chapter 2, verse 21. That's what I want to show you. Watch what Paul says now. I do not frustrate. Say, I do not, I do not. Frustrate. frustrate. Now, what do frustrate mean? See, I do not frustrate. And this, remember, the grace of God is also the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Ghost can be grieved. And what else? Yeah, he can be offended. But the Holy Ghost, two words told you to grieve not the Spirit. And what else? Quench. So you can grieve the Spirit or you quench the Spirit. To quench the Spirit is you say, telling him how much. See, I can, I can take a plastic, I can't do it with this right here, you know. But you can take a plastic or something you can squeeze, you can say nothing else comes out of you. I mean to put out, stop from functioning. So Paul said, I do not grieve the Holy Ghost. Otherwise, I do not refuse the Holy Spirit. 
I do not reject or disown. See, everything you do, you got to give him the credit. So that's why I said to you in the verse before that, uh, about the manifold wisdom of God, and I told you about the grace of God, do not receive the grace of God in vain. Otherwise, everything that comes in your life, you give him the praise. Everything that happened in your life, you give him the praise. Amen. One of my ministers right here, Minister Yancey, we talk, we talk a lot, and Minister Yancey said to me, he said, Pastor, I got my business here, and I'm getting calls from everywhere. Now, he, he, he will come to your house, take your car, and detail it for you. Hey, that's a, got his own business. Got a little, little see a little old car? Won't be long, you're going to have your, you got it on there already? Your, your sign coming? All right. You're going to see both of the pictures on there. Ain't that right? But, he, but you can't limit him. See, so you can't limit you can't, you, you can't think, don't even think how much. Because God is able to do exceeding abundant above all that you can actually think. But it's according to the, the power that worketh in you. And so you have to understand the two things that work in you is faith and love, and there's, there's no limit. Because with faith, God created everything you see. All right, I'm headed somewhere. Now, I want to take you to some places that you might not have gone. And this is something, I'm, I'm showing you the, the, the hand of the Lord. So uh, I want to give you a few of those. Uh, let's go to that. Let's go to some of those. Uh, I gave you Luke 2.40 this morning. I'm not going back there. That's when Jesus was born. The hand of the Lord was up on it. So you have to understand it. Now, I said something earlier. He said, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And I want you to understand his house wasn't built yet. I'm, I'm just trying to see that you catch on to that. How many here do not know what I just said? Who, how many do not understand what I just said? His house was not built yet. Let's go, let's go to the book of Acts. Nobody got their hands up, so everybody know, right? Acts chapter 17. Look at Acts chapter 17. See, when he said, the birds of the air have nests, foxes have holes, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Why? Because his house was not built yet. Look at Acts chapter 17 and verse 24. So what did he say when he come here? He says, upon this rock, Matthew 16, 18, right? He said to Peter, thou art Peter, upon this rock I will build my church. So his house wasn't finished yet. And the gates of hell should not prevail against it. Right? All right. Now, when you said the gates of hell should not prevail against it, you have to know what he's talking about. Because he only built one body. All right? So, hopefully we'll get to that. Now, in Acts 17 and verse 24 say, God that made the worlds, no S, and all things therein, seeing he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. So he does not live in temples made with hands. 
Now what people are telling you when Jesus come back, what are they saying going to happen? We got a little temple in Jerusalem. Now the Bible just says he, do, he does not live in temples made with hands. See, that all let you know right off the bat that that's a dead road. Don't go down that road. <laughs> and they also talk about how they can get the temple built so we can start having animal sacrifice again. See, all this stuff here, you got to watch because you've been lied to. You don't, you got to understand. That's one of the things that helped me out when God opened my eyes to the gospel of grace. He showed me I had been deceived. And now I'm telling everybody. All right. All right. Let, let's, show, let's show you some things that we're going to get to. I'm going to show you uh, the hand of the Lord. I'm going to give you a few of those. I believe you can handle it. I, gave, I just read Acts 17, 24. He does not live in temples made with hands. All right? Now, you're not to receive the grace of God in vain. Now, let's show you, let's show you a couple here. Uh, let's go to Galatians chapter 5. Uh, matter of fact, yeah, let's do, let's do Hebrew first. Hebrew 12, 14 through 17. Hebrew 12, 14 through 17. Hebrew 12, 14 through 17. See, he's talking in Hebrew, but what he said, he goes, follow peace with all men and holiness without no man shall see the Lord. No man shall see the Lord. Watch what he says in the next verse. Look in diligently, lest any man fail, watch this, fail of the grace of God. Lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up trouble you, and thereby many be deceived. He said, now look, you, you have to look diligently lest any man fail the grace of God. What is he talking about? And then it says in verse 16, it says, lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For you know how that afterwards, when he will have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance, though it, he sought it carefully with tears. Now, let's go to Galatians 5 and 1. He fell of the grace of God. What happened with Adam? See, if you understand what I just got through saying, you know what happened to Adam. That's why I asked you that. See, Adam fell from the grace of God. Remember, the grace of God is not just God's grace on you. It's God's Holy Spirit on you. It's God's word on you. It's God's hand on you. It's God's finger on you. All mean the same thing. God's power is on your life. The kingdom is on you. All that's the same thing. So when you, when you don't know what you have, see, my job is to let you know what you got. Because you can fail. You can lose everything you have. What an awesome thing. I just, I know some of you probably saw this also, where the young man that played quarterback for Ohio State had got drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, got ran over with a car. This past Saturday, wasn't it? 24 years old. Had a multi-million dollar contract. Pittsburgh Steelers, gone. 
See, my point is, you, 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 you don't know, you don't know. You, you have a chance to be who God wants you to be. As long as he wants you to be that. Don't miss out on your time in this earth. See, in the earth, you have so much time. You have eternal life, but you got so much time before your age is over. Now, I'm going to be here 120, so we, if you, get, you stay here, you'll be here a long time. That's all I can do. I, can, I, I tell people all the time the same thing. If you plan on living a long time, you need to stay here. Because the pastor of this church will be here a long time, at least 120. Now, I know some of y'all, some of y'all be like, well, how did he know that? Let, let, me, let me give you a verse of scripture. I, I said this to one of my ministers this morning. I won't call his name. But in, before Christ died, there was a word. My wife, you can find me this for the tape, wife. He said, they asked Jesus, when was this going to happen? And he said, no man know the day or the hour when the Son of Man cometh. How many ever heard that? Yeah. Most everybody, right? But it was in the Old Covenant. The Holy Ghost had not come yet. See, what happened, what you got to understand is, before the Holy Ghost came, no man know the day or the hour when the Son of Man cometh. But in the New Covenant, they are telling you, and yet people are not believing it. You're not, you, it's not like you're not believing man, you're not believing the Holy Ghost. See, that's why you got people still telling you he's still going to come. That it's nowhere in your Bible. The denomination teaches that. They have wrote books about it so they can't get rid of all them books. They'll go broke so they hold on to the Lord coming. It's not in your Bible. But see, when you don't know, you believe, you're not believing the Bible. So I'm, I'm your pastor. I'm going to tell you the truth. When you read Hebrew, he said, he that saith he will come. Let, let me show it to you. Hebrew chapter. Did I tell you we're going to where else? Not yet, right? My wife's going to find that. Okay, Hebrew chapter 10. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. In Hebrew chapter 10 and verse 35. Let me, let me tell you what Paul told them. Told the Hebrews. Hebrews are Jews who had overcome the law. They had called them Hebrews. Okay, watch this. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 35. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense or reward. For you have need of patience. That after you have done the will of God, the will of God was for them to believe, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, now a little while now, no 2,000 years, but a little while. For yet a little while, well, I like that little while. He that, he that shall come will come and will not tarry. A little while now. But now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but unto them that believe. We're going to believe how long? To the saving of the soul. He told them a year, little while. It was nowhere in the word of God that he was talking. When he said he was coming, he told them this generation. 
Man, I tell you, look at Matthew 24, 30, and I want to put that in NLT. It's nowhere in the world you could be going by the Bible and don't see when Jesus come. Jesus already came. But he came to the Jews. And John wrote about it. He said he came to his own. He never came to you. My point is, why would he come to you the second time and he didn't come to you the first time? Duh. Ain't that right? And he plain to say he came to his own. He came to them. He never came to you. They saw him invisible. Not you. All right. Here we go. However, no one, no one knows the day or the hour. There it is. What verse is that? Because I can see the foot. No, 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 no. On the screen right there. That's Matthew 24, 38, 36. All right, Matthew 24, 36. Now, you're marking your Bible, so on the next time you have it. Matthew 24, 36 says, no, no, however, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen. Not the angel in heaven or the son of man, only the father knows. Now, how many know who the father is? Go to John 16, 13. See, you got to know the Holy Ghost is the father. Who do you think birthed Jesus? He's called, find that for me. He's called the child of the Holy Ghost. If you go back and look what the Bible said, in the beginning was the Word, that's the Son of God, and the Word was with God the Father, and the Word was God, they all are the one person. So what you have to understand that when he was manifested in the flesh, he became the Son of God. He made himself God's Son, and although he was still God, My God, he's so awesome, just blows your mind. All right, you got it on the screen yet? Anybody got the verse yet? There it is. These things have I spoken to you that you should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogue. Yea, the time come that whoever kill you would think he's going to do God's service. And they can't be talking to you now. They ain't putting you out of the synagogue. These things will they do to you because they have not known the Father or me. They haven't known who the Father is. What, are you, what is that up there? No, you, you're supposed to be telling me that the Holy Spirit. Matthew 1, okay, go to Matthew 1.18. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. All right, but also you, I told you John 16.13. That's what I said, right? I thought that's why I asked for John 16.13. Matthew 1.18? All right, let me look at Matthew 1.18. But I do want John 16.13. See, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he would guide you into all truth. That's what he did. He'll take a mind and show it to you. That's why they did not have the Holy Spirit. That's why they didn't know what was coming. But Peter, James, and John had the Holy Spirit. All right, let me look at Matthew 1.18, him, sir. The Gospel of St. Matthew. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Who was Jesus' father? Come on now, y'all need to write this stuff down because this is big time stuff. 
If you don't know who Jesus' father is, you don't know who your father is. When you pray, pray our father. You got to know he's your father. He lives in here. The Holy Spirit lives right here. He's your creator. There's nothing he can't do. He is the creator. All right, that's all I wanted. Thank you very much. That's, that's, that'll work. All right, now I, I got to go somewhere now. I put, my first, I put my bed. Go to Luke 166. The Gospel of Luke. I got to do my 15-minute drill. Luke 166. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verse 66. And all they that heard them laid them into their hearts, saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the last part of that verse says, And the hand of the Lord was with him. Now, what does it mean the hand of the Lord was with him? The grace of God was on his life, right? What, what is another word? The Holy Spirit was with him, right? Right, and that's what you got to understand. If the grace of God, look at, look at Genesis 39 and verse 2. Gonna run some, we're going to do real quick here. Genesis chapter 39, verse 2. You got to understand what, the, what he's on you to do. You can't prosper without God or you'll lose it. You can get stuff without God, but you can't keep it. It's, it's a whole lot of folk got stuff without God, but they can't live alone enough to enjoy it. So you got to understand, God will let you live a long time so you can enjoy all his blessings. Genesis chapter 39. And verse 2 says, and the Lord was with Joseph. I said the Lord was with Joseph. And he was a prosperous man. See, when God is with you, you will be a prosperous man. Look at somebody say, God with you. God. Now, remember these people that saying this, they had to see it because they didn't know Joseph. They realized everything he did prospered. And he was in the house of, his, of the master Egyptian. What he, everything he did prospered. Somebody say everything he did prospered. Look at Genesis 21, 22. Let's back up. See, you got to understand, you, if you really look at your life, you'll know why it's happening. See, don't let nobody, don't let nobody belittle you. If God's hand is on your life, you will see the prosperity. You will see the blessing. That man right there, Brother James, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't call many folks names, but he knows exactly what I'm talking about. See, when you come into, when you come, when you come somewhere, not having nothing, not having nothing, and you go talk to him today. See, see what happens is God blesses the people. God will bless you. He will bless the works of your hand. Now that man been urging his church long, over twenty some years. How many years? Thirty what? 30 years been ushering this church. See, what I'm saying, my point is this here. But God bless, got his own asphalt business. Got his own, all the big trucks and stuff, and the stuff that put the asphalt down. People working for him in asphalt, working for him in concrete. That man right over there. Why, 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 is God, why did God bless him? 
Now, you, where are you from, Alabama? Alabama. But God has blessed him. Come on, put your hands together. You got to rejoice with it. Got to be blessed. I, I hope y'all don't mind. This, I'm just messing with you, two or three folks here. Man right here with this gold tie on right here. God blessed him. Made him a build. Made him a builder. Got his own company. Got his son. That's why you don't see his son. Son working for him. Got his own truck. God. That's what God do. Come on, thank the Lord. See, you have to thank God when God put people in the ministry to bless the church, to help the church. This man in front of me right here, you know I got to get him. Son Timothy. Before I put his plaque up real good, he came back and told me, I don't know, I, I just got another blessing. I hope you don't mind, but I mind if I share it. I'm okay? Okay. See, I have to, I have to, understand, I have to understand. When your people like this, you have to. But he, when he came to me, he said, sir, now this man is an engineer, General Motors. He was the supervisor of the engineers at General Motors. Now, when he came here, you he was an engineer. Since you've been here, you've been supervisor now of the engineers. And soon I put the plaque up out there. He came and told me, he said, well, uh, they now put me over the supervisors of the engineers. Come on, let's thank God. I can't leave his wife out because she's sitting right there. God is, you, when you see what God doing. And he said, oh man, you, you don't know. How, how, many, how many people you over now? I'm not over anymore. I got promoted to a national You got promoted to a national, a national position. I mean, I can go all through the church. I don't know if you know this young lady right here in the praise. She's a lawyer. I don't think y'all know that. See, I'm, see, this is what I'm saying. God is doing it all the time right in the church. But we have to honor one another. We have to understand that everybody in the house, God, God moving on. Lavina, look what look when I see Lavina, I've been Lavina. How long? How long have I been your pastor, Lavina? How old were you when you come to this church? Twenty years old. You come. I'm not gonna mess with you today. I'm not gonna bother. I'm not gonna bother that today. But that's how long she's been in this ministry. Now she, I, I go see her. Now she's driving her own truck. She's driving her own stuff. Got her own job. See, that's what I'm talking about. I can go all through the church. I can keep going on and on and on because that's what God's doing. So that's why we're giving him the praise. You understand? That's why we're giving him the glory. 
We're not here trying to boast. We're not trying to boast. We got a young man right over here. I got to get your thing because I got to put your plaque on the wall. Got to send me some stuff. Now this young man right here, you was promoted to what? You, he is the chairperson for the UAW. See, so you got to understand, you go going to church with people, you got to get to know the people. The chairperson, we ain't trying, trying to get no money from him, nothing like that. But he, now, this man right here, that's his wife, the lawyer. Chairperson. Chairperson for the UAW. See, I take honor. He's not here today, but I got to talk on him. I, got, I see his wife. My coaches, I got, I got coaches that go here. Pontiac, Pontiac Northern coach has, has moved now to be over the Silver Dome. Not the Silver Dome, Amazon. Uh, you didn't hear what I just said. The coach, the coach, the wrestling coach, and I know you probably listened to me right now and said, it's okay to tell it, Adam. You heard me. <laughs> he watching us right now. One of my sons, him and Monica, my children, born up in here. God put him over the janitorial of the whole Amazon on Updike. Mm. The whole thing. He is the man. He is the one that hires and fires. I got another coach. Got another coach, basketball coach in here. See, I, I'm going to be putting his stuff up out the while. Got, got what his wife and I thought I saw her. So how many degrees he got now? She said, I don't even know he got so many. I know he got two masters in it now. What, say it again, he got what? He got four educational degrees. Four. Two masters. And that's his wife talking back there who's a registered nurse. Come on, all my registered nurses stand up on your feet. You're, you're a registered nurse in this house. I'm not going to put the camera on you. We're not going to borrow no money today. Just put the... We got a registered nurse. You got nurses in here. Wave at us or something. Got sister right there. See them two... These people are nurses. See, we are grateful. I'm, 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 listen, when you talk about grateful to be your pastor, I'm grateful. But I have to give you the word. Because without the word, you can't get to your destiny. You can't get the thing you got in your life coming. You have to have the word because you have to know how to meet the people. You have to know how to greet the people. You have to know how to get along with the people. And you have to be, understand with the word, you can defend yourself without even messing with nobody. Because the grace of God on your life protects you. Look, go, go, go to Psalm 118. I try not to mess with this. Psalm 118. You see that man back there by that pole? You know what I'm talking about? Mr. Gigi 
I call him Gigi. Mr. Gooden himself. See, you, you, you look at people that God, you're a builder, aren't you? Isn't he a builder? That's another builder, Gigi, back there. I mean, I, I can't say enough. See, you have to be a good builder because he married a tennis, uh, 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 what you call it? Volleyball coach over there, so she got, and, and teacher. You know, we are honored. I mean, I, 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 my wife and I, we sit and we just in awe of the people God is sitting at this house. And you know what I heard the Spirit of God just say? You haven't seen nothing yet. <laughs> All right, I'm going to close out with Psalm 118. Psalm 118 and verse 5. Now, you can read the whole psalm, but I'm going to skip around. I'm going to take about five minutes. Psalm 118 and verse 5. I call upon the Lord in distress, and the Lord answered me, and watch what he did. He set me in a large place. Now, I believe, that, I believe that's what's, a, what's happening, about to happen to a lot of you in here. The place you sitting in ain't big enough. Look at somebody say, you're going to need a bigger seat. Yes, sir. Look at the next one. Look at the next verse. The Lord is on my side. Say it with me. I would not fear what man do unto me. So understand something. When God puts you where he puts you, you don't have to worry about no man. Listen, when God bless you, nobody can bother that. Are you listening to me? You hear me right there? Can't nobody bother that. Watch this, Psalm 118. Look at verse number 14. I'm moving around. The Lord is my strength and song. I want to wait till you get there. The Lord is my strength and son, and he's become my salvation. Somebody say, he's my strength. He's my son. He's my salvation. Watch what it said in verse 15. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacle of the righteous. See, when you're in the tabernacle of the righteous, the voice of rejoicing and the voice of salvation is in your house. And look at, the, look at the last part. The right hand of the Lord do it valiantly. Watch what they're going to talk about, the right hand of the Lord. Remember the right hand of the Lord, the grace of God in your life. It's the whole, he's the Holy Ghost. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord do it valiantly. And look at the next verse. I shall not die. Hallelujah. God going to keep you alive. Are you listening to me? I said, God's going to keep you alive. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. That's what you're living for because you got to tell it. Everywhere you go, you got to let somebody know. You know, I used, to be a, I used to be an engineer and God moved me up into the manager of the engineers. And then he put me over the manager of the manager of the engineers. And you're saying that because it's your testimony. 
Look at somebody and say, God is not done with you yet. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Go to verse 24. I'm closing out right now. This is the day. Hallelujah to Jesus. This is the day which the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm not talking about tomorrow. I'm talking about the day. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the day, boy. Come on, say, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Don't be worried about tomorrow. When God bless you and he wants you to praise him or thank him, you do it the same day. Yes, sir. Watch what they prayed. Save now. This is what they prayed. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. I beseech thee, send now prosperity. What, what is he talking about, sending prosperity? See, when God put his spirit on you, he has given you prosperity. And you have to understand, the word blessed means the ability to prosper. I rest my case. When God put his spirit on your life, he has given you the ability to prosper. I don't care what you're in. I don't care what you're doing. When the spirit of God come on your life, he multiplies that. He makes that prosperous. I don't care if you're making tea cakes. You might as well get ready for your bakery. The next verse said, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord which has showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cord that was, was about to happen to Christ, even to the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I will exalt thee. Thou art my God, and I will exalt thee. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. And verse 29 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Listen, this chapter stops the same place it started. Verse 1 says, oh, give thanks. That's what it just got through saying the last verse. Unto the Lord, for he's good, because his mercy endureth forever. Then he's told him, said, now let the people say, the Lord is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Come on, clap your hands. Thank the Lord for his goodness. Thank God for his mercy. Come on, God has made you to prosper. I said, God has made you to prosper. No, you don't hear me. I'm not talking about... Listen, the word to prosper means you have the ability to get wealth. God has made you to prosper. You have the ability to be rich. You have the ability to get wealth. You have... Oh, my God. When God causes you to prosper, can't nobody stop that. 
You studied the book of, you studied Joseph's life. You studied Abraham's life. You studied Isaac's life. They came to him and said, I want to make a covenant with you, Isaac. And I want to make a covenant with you because I know God has blessed you. And I want you to know something. I want to make a covenant. This is the covenant. That you won't hurt us because we didn't hurt you before we found out you were blessed. It's, it's, that's how they told Isaac. They found out that God had blessed Isaac. And they came and said, let's make a covenant. That you won't hurt us. Because we found out your God is with you. When Israel came out of Egypt, that's how it was. They found out that God had opened the Red Sea for Israel. And they found out that God had blessed them. And so they said, look, man, don't bother them people. Because God blessed them. When God put his spirit on your life. It is so you would know that the Lord has made you a blessing. And that means you have the spirit of wealth and prosperity on your life. And you prosper wherever you go. Can somebody get the Lord? I'm going to stop right there. Come on now, you got to thank the Lord for that. Come on, thank the Lord. Thank him for the spirit of wealth on your life. Thank him for the spirit of prosperity in your life. Hallelujah. So stop saying I ain't got nothing. You have the Holy Spirit. The spirit in you causes everything to grow. Your health in your body comes from the Holy Spirit. He's the spirit of life inside of you. You praise him, mother, and you thank him every day. As much as you praise him, as much as you thank him, he moves according to your praise. God moves according to your praise. As you praise, he began to move. As you thank in him, he began to move. You just keep rejoicing, keep praising, keep thanking him. God continue to pray. It says that God inhabited the praises of his people. The word inhabited means he dwells in. He dwells in the, in the praises of his people. So when his people are praising God, that's where he goes. He lives right in the midst of those that would praise him. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 1, Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also you have received and where you stand, by which also you are saved. If you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that God raised him from the dead the third day, according to the scripture. So what I'm saying to you today is be glad and rejoice and be thankful in the God of your creation. He has created you a new creature. So rejoice, be thankful for your salvation 
Your salvation is more than one word. When you say you have salvation, He prays for you. He heals you. He saves you. He delivers you. He keeps you. On and on. You think about it, whatever you can think about it, that's what He does for you, and that is your salvation. Hey, my time is up. I thank you for yours. The door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.